are just red flags that women say, things women say that are a little bit on the toxic side. Here we go. If you've seen any of these videos that I've done or you've been around for a while on my channel, you know the drill. I keep a note in my phone and anytime I'm online or I'm out in public and I hear or see a red flag, I write it down in this little note on my phone. So I have a very long list to go through and we're gonna be covering five of them today. Here we if you go. are not already, be sure to hit that subscribe button to be in the loop for when I release new content. Over 70% of you guys that watch are not subscribed, which blows my mind. So if you wanna be in the loop for my content, be sure to hit that subscribe button and like this video while you're at it. Number one is I have options. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if a girl says that, she's very, very disrespectful. <laughs> oh man, oh man, yeah, no. That's that's a very disrespectful thing for a girl to say to you. If a girl said that to me, I'm I'm gone immediately. Because what does it imply? It implies high disrespect. She values you as nothing that she would be willing to say that to you. Oh man, that's wow. There are women who actually say this. She has options and you shouldn't want to be one of them. Uh, oh, something I wanted to mention. All women have options. So her saying that is just... Basically, it's a verbal slap in the face. It's very rude. That it's, it's a huge red flag. True. I think this is one of those things that's kind of the equivalent of when people proclaim that they are something, right? So if right. a man says, you know, I'm such an alpha male or I'm so high value, or a woman says, I'm an independent boss babe that doesn't need no man. If you have to say you are something or shout it or proclaim it, if you have to tell people that you have options, there's something going on. Right, right. Uh, it's uh, an expression from Game of Thrones, if, if you guys have, have seen it. The man who calls himself king is no king. Uh, th yeah, a king doesn't have to state it. He is it. You shouldn't have to say that you have options if you actually do. Exactly. And the fact that someone would feel the need to say this or tell you this just screams insecurity to me. Oh, that's not the, that's just disrespect. It's just a cry for attention. Right, Obviously, exactly. This is a red flag for everything I've already mentioned, but also because girls will often say this to try to make you jealous or act a certain way or do something for her because all these other men would do it for her, so why aren't you? I just think if you're at a point where someone is telling you, I have options, the situation that you're in is probably toxic and not very healthy, so it's best to just remove yourself. Right, right, that's absolutely true. Great advice, Courtney. That's, this is actually actually good advice number two is how much money do you make oh god i think if she's specifically asking you how much money do you make instead of other questions about your career or what you do for a living or what you're passionate about that's when it's kind of a red flag oh yeah i ain't saying she a gold digger <laughs> hello and welcome to the helios blog my name is helios here for another reaction video if you're new to the channel liking the content Hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, I do have a Patreon exclusive content. Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, it's Patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Or you could drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. Um, anyway, yeah, no. If the girl asks how much money you make, <laughs> like, very, very bad sign. Run. Run as fast as you can. Can't catch you. You're the gingerbread man. <laughs> Just stay away from that garbage, guys. Oh, man. <laughs> wow.
especially in the very beginning stage exactly. of talking to someone or getting to know yeah, someone. Yeah. So say you're on a first date and she asks you on the first date how much money you make. Right. And and uh, often the correlates the co- the correlates for this are she's 28 plus, she has a kid, you know, like uh, yeah. Just the girl is trying to use you to save herself from a bad decisions. She's in student loan debt. You know, it's just, it's going to be something like that. It's going to be something very bad. Like, just, just avoid. Just avoid. That's making me feel a little uneasy. And it's very normal to right. be curious. I think, you know, if she's maybe in your industry or she's looking for a job and maybe you're talking about your career, it can kind of get naturally brought up. I know that there are a lot of people who are very open about their salary and transparent about this. I've been seeing this a lot more online lately as well. Yeah, guys, don't do that. Don't reveal your salary. Don't mention that. It's it's just not, again, that's that's private. Don't share that. But I think you can tell when it's coming from a place of genuine curiosity or, you know, discussing careers and passions and things like that versus I only will date you if you're making X amount exactly, of money or right. I'm a gold digger type of vibe. So again, the intention here is not always necessarily malicious, but I do think asking this on a first date is just rather distasteful. Uh, not only is it distasteful, it's disgusting. Uh, guys, if she asks that question, that is not the kind of girl you want to be dating. You want a modest girl, not a gold digger. And the reason is because these girls are never satisfied. They will, it, what you have, it doesn't matter how much you have, it will never be enough. So don't even, don't even go there. And that one leads me into my next one here. And this is something that I've covered recently in a reaction video that I did. And that is, I don't accept coffee dates. Of course, huge, gigantic red flag and uh, the other one is uh, i don't accept walking dates as well again if the girl is truly interested in you and desires you and wants to be with you doesn't matter what kind of date you propose she's gonna want to go on any date at all any interaction it doesn't matter anything she can to get closer to you she's going to want to do so if she says she doesn't accept coffee dates it's very 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 bad that is that is accurate and i think saying coffee date could be interchangeable with a lot of other things that are maybe a little bit more casual or affordable if she doesn't accept a walk as a date if she doesn't that's right. accept a picnic if she doesn't accept walking through a museum that might be free or some right if she doesn't accept a free date if she expects you to spend money on you like 200 dollar dinners or whatever from the first date that means the same as the previous one. It means she wants you to be the provider that saves her from a bad decisions, right? She, this is the kind of, of um, like, the kind of girls that will say this are girls that are single mothers uh, that want you to save them, you know, with a guy's quote-unquote not in the picture, even though he still is. Um, or the kind of girls that, you know, they're 38 now and they've quote-unquote done their healing and now they're ready to settle down with like a good man, quote-unquote, which is you saving her from bad decisions and so on. Never, ever, ever date a girl that says that. I don't accept coffee dates. I don't accept walk dates. Any girl that was truly desirous of you, that truly wanted to be with you, any girl that was like that would never say something like this because she'll want any excuse to get close to you. True. Something that's, you know, affordable and maybe doesn't cost you a lot of money, but it's just your time. I think that is a red flag. 
So if you haven't Agreed. seen the reaction video that I did, basically I reacted to a girl who was saying that she doesn't accept coffee dates because it means that the man is seeing other women and that he's a dusty loser, her exact words, and that she deserves to be taken somewhere nicer because she's a beautiful woman and love. Yeah, again, like how many red flags can you possibly have in a video, right? Like, I'm beautiful, so therefore you have to spend $200 on dinner and don't bother if you're not going to do that. No, like, for, like, what is the girl showing? She's prideful, she's arrogant, she's, um, you know, she, <laughs> she's masculine, she, she's like, <laughs> she's not interested in you for your personality or your morals or anything, she's interested in your money. Like, like it's just, if you want to get used... That is who you go for. Uh, there's actually a famous expression. Um, a fool and his money are soon parted. If you're going to date a girl like that, you are the fool. Da -de -da -de -da. That's basically the gist of it in short form. And really all I could think when I was reacting to this video is, wow, if I am putting myself in a man's shoes right now and I see a woman talking like this online or she says it to me in person, that is a huge red flag uh yeah except most girls they never ever ever put themselves in a man's shoes they are like i'm strong independent i don't need no man i'll do what i want i'll say what i want i'll act as i want i'll do whatever and you have to take it because i'm a pretty girl not realizing that they have competition that they have there's other girls out there that would behave better than her and that's who the guy is going to go for and not you <laughs> like Having standards and preferences is one thing, but I think people have just started to act so entitled, agreed, unappreciative, agreed, grateful. Agreed. I do not love the princess mentality and agreed. behavior. I've mentioned this many times on my channel. I just don't think it's healthy, and it's not a good sign in a woman. If we agreed, very agreed. Princess mentality is awful. But here's the thing: these girls, they are, you know, quote unquote, princesses from the age of eighteen to twenty-eight. And then after that, then they decide suddenly, oh, I'm not a princess anymore. You know, like, uh, now I'm a good girl. I've, I've uh, you know, joined the church and I've, I'm changed. It's like, no, you haven't changed. Your necessity has become your virtue. All right. Um, Hyenas is the next article. This is by Rolo Tomasi. In my time spent in the manosphere, I've been asked on more than one occasion what I thought about the concept of the alpha female. For a time, I was resistant to the idea, not because I didn't allow for the possibility that certain women were predisposed to being type A personalities and given to the same desire for power and control that men predominantly have, but rather due to the way that alpha female came to develop that personality. As the social impulse to feminize men took root, so too was the counterbalance of masculinizing women instituted. As I've stated in earlier posts, the concept of power, real power, isn't invested in controlling the action of others, but in how much control we can exercise in the course of and over our own lives. Freud's concept of, um, you know what, envy, notwithstanding, up until the time of the bedroom fun revolution, it's been men who've seemingly had the most control over the courses their lives will take. This, of course, is a classic fiction for the majority of men, but this is the perception even the most unassuming women have had with men. Even the poorest of men have more power to decide what direction their lives will take than women. And this is actually not true. In, an, in a natural state, women's biological, emotional, provisioning, and protection needs have always been sustained by men. Women evolved to be the more necessitous gender. 
That isn't to say women were patently helpless, didn't provide nurturing, or couldn't adapt to new environmental challenges, but it is to say that individual survivability, if not entirely dependent upon men, was greatly enhanced by cooperating uh, cooperating in a bedroom fun and social sense with men. Due to this male-centric necessity, women's predisposition for a want of survival-level security evolved, and so too did the subliminal anxiety to ensure themselves against survival insecurity. As social progress advanced and occasionally retreated, so too did the influence of the feminine imperative over men. I would argue that the feminine imperative as a socio-bedroom fund construct was evolved from a desire not so much to control men, but as a means to relieve the anxiety of women's earliest insecurities. This struggle for power necessitated the development of the feminine imperative, but only in the respect that it afforded women real power, a greater control over the course of their own lives. Ensuring an enduring dominance of genetic material being passed on with the best male stock, which is hypergamy, was of equal importance to ensuring the survivability of our offspring. This is nothing new to the manosphere, it's simply the AFBB dynamic, the alpha seed beta need dynamic, but reduced to its evolutionary beginnings. As women were afforded greater control over their own lives, the application of this power is spent in easing women's dependency upon men. A woman's desire for power is rooted in easing the anxieties and insecurities her feral and tribal ancestors hard-coded into a contemporary psyche. For every female CEO exercising her influence over today's corporations, for every book about the end of men, for every speech about feminist triumphalism, it's important for men to understand that all of these overt declarations of power stem from women's primal insecurity about their own survivability without the aid of attracting and sustaining an enduring relationship with a man. I drew this up to put into context the misnomer that is the alpha female. I find it ironic, but not unexpected, that a femicentric society will adamantly resist the idea of men being alpha, yet enthusiastically embrace labeling strong, independent women as alpha females. Womanists and mangina intellectuals alike will spend endless hours elaborating over how human males can't possibly uh, possibly be compared with alpha lions or wolves in the wilderness, and that it's basement-dwelling keyboard theorists who promote the idea, yet will giddily endorse the Sheryl Sandberg-type women as being alpha females. Um, so, guys, the alpha female is not a strong, independent woman that doesn't need a man. If we're going by an evolutionary uh, explanation or definition of this, an alpha female is the most attractive possible girl, the girl that all women want to be and all men want to be with. So that would be a girl who's 18 to 23 years old and highly attractive. That is an alpha female. Not a strong, independent woman that doesn't need a man. All right, back to the video. We are judging someone so harshly on where they took us for the first date or how much it costs. You don't deserve to be there in the first place. Agreed. And honestly, one of the most valuable things that you can give to another person, and I'm realizing this the older I get, is your time. So if so- <laughs> That's right. And uh, actually for women, their time is even more valuable than, than uh, for men's, at least uh, with regards to their biological imperative. What I'm saying is women have far less time to reproduce than men. So any time they're spending on you dating is actually a greater detriment to them than it is to you um, from a biological standpoint because you have time to reproduce, right? Men do, but women don't. So basically women have like from the age of what, 18 to 28, optimal fertility. And then after that, it drops off and sharply declines at 37. 
uh, for men, they can, like, th- there's a guy, one of the chess grandmasters, right? Um, I-, I forgot his name. Um, let me see if I remember. He played against Bobby Fischer a long time ago. Um, not Nimzovich. Uh, Nydorf. No, not Nydorf. Um, what's his name? Anyway. Oh, Taimonov. Right, Taimonov. He had a child, twins, at the age of 78, okay? With his, like, fourth wife or something. That's the difference between men and women. A 78-year-old woman cannot have children. I mean, I think there was one in all of history or something. Like, a rare genetic anomaly. But usually, can't. Okay. That's the difference. Someone doesn't appreciate that. See you later. Number four is all my exes are crazy. Ah, yes. This is a gigantic red flag. If all of your exes are crazy, it means that you are the problem. Because you, uh, again, like, it's impossible that every single man that you were with was bad. Or you are the type that only chooses men like that. Both ways are bad. In one way, you're just lying. In the second way, you're unable to discern properly what, like, what a good man is, which means you're poorly raised. They're both bad. A lot of us have an ex that maybe is a little bit on the crazy side or who was a little bit toxic or manipulative. She's uh, telling on herself. Of course. But all of them... That shows me that you have bad taste in men, first of all. Literally. Second of all, you were... Bad taste is, is the wrong way of, of saying it. Women are the selectors. She is actively selecting for those bad men. It's not that their flavor happens to be bad. You see what I'm saying? For the common denominator in all of those relationships. Exactly. So something's not adding up here. Someone who claims that all of their exes are crazy or they go on and on and on about their ex. If they go on and on about their ex, here's what it means. It means they're alpha widowed. If they're alpha widowed, it means they're, no, they're still hung up on that ex. You are second best and you always will be. And there is nothing you can ever do to stop being second best. Nothing. And if you are second best, there's no need for you to be in a relationship. You want to be with a hell yes girl. A girl that wants to be on your side, a girl that wants to be with you, not as a placeholder for her to get a better guy. It's just a red flag to me, point blank, because it shows me that they're either not over what happened fully, exactly still healing from it, um, which would be there is no healing. That's called an alpha widow. No healing, quote unquote. Um, you can't say at thirty-five that you've done your healing, quote unquote, um, when you've been alpha widowed like ten times a little bit of a red flag for me going into a relationship that this person is not over their ex yet. It also tells me that they're a master at playing the victim, or at least they think they are. That's exactly right. Master at playing the victim would describe many, many women in 2022. Not all, but many, right? The idea being, um, they're always deflecting accountability and personal responsibility away from themselves. It's not my fault, it's your fault, etc. It's not, it's not something I did. I just attract toxic men, etc. That sort of thing. 
I don't ever condone a victim mentality. I don't think it's healthy or productive. I think a big part of growing and evolving and being able to find yourself in a happy, healthy relationship is taking accountability and responsibility for the fact that you were a common denominator in those relationships Absolutely. and you played a role too. Have I dated people in the past who maybe didn't treat me so great or they cheated or they were toxic and manipulative or crazy? Yes, but I was- That means she's an alpha widow, by the way. This girl here is an alpha widow. No. What you do as a girl is you get married at the age of 18 to 23. Don't make all these bad decisions. You don't choose the toxic men actively. You need to be very discerning and intelligent about who you're selecting. Don't just select a guy who's overtly superior, right? And then try to latch on to that guy. If he's the kind of guy that you think won't commit because he has so many options, don't choose him. Go with a good man. Was also of course, that asks women to go against their own nature, but you know, I digress. Of those relationships, and I was not perfect either. And I think, again, growing and evolving is being able to look at yourself in those relationships and see where you maybe weren't the best either. And it's very normal for your past relationships to get brought up when you're first talking to someone or getting to know someone, because our past does often say a lot about where we're at now. Uh, and again, constantly talking about her past is also a red flag. If she won't stop mentioning that ex or that guy or, you know, this, that, the other that her ex did, she's not over her ex, which means she's an alpha widow, which means you shouldn't be in a relationship with her. So that's not necessarily the problem here because I think that's a normal thing to get brought up, but more so how they talk about it and how much they talk about it. If it's never their fault and they're never taking accountability and playing the victim, as I mentioned, abort mission. And my last one today is I'm the prize. And I think... Yup. That's also a red flag. Okay. When a girl says that she's the pro... Okay. It is harder to find an eligible man than it is to find an attractive woman. A man who is top 20%, and in 2022, it's more like top 5%, is extremely rare. Literally, by definition, 95% of men are not like that. Whereas most men find most women attractive. So a girl with the mentality that she's the prize is just straight wrong. She's straight wrong. And because she's straight wrong, she will ruin any relationship, right? Because she sees herself as superior to the guy that's talking to her. If she sees herself as superior to the guy that's talking to her, it means that there's, a, there's going to be gigantic problems in the relationship, right? Because women are hypergamous. They want men that are superior to them. So if she thinks that she's the prize, she's going to uh, look down on the man and disdain the man, which is a gigantic problem, obviously. Uh, okay, uh, before I move on to the Reddit post, let me explain the, the title here. Men are by nature merely indifferent to one another, but women are by nature enemies. So um, what this means is, again, Men need to form those groups, right, with where they're helping each other. Um, and it's easier for men because men are indifferent to each other. They're not really um, enemy. Like, if you've seen the way that women's friendships work, it's kind of like this. They smile to each other on the face of it, but underneath it, they hate each other, right? Whereas for men, they're constantly, like, ragging on each other, but underneath it, underneath it they love each other. That's the difference in relationship styles between men and women um so just keep that in mind guys okay uh let's go on to the reddit post here wife came out as liking women 
and states marriage is over. My wife of nine years came out to me last night that something in her life has always been missing or off and has admitted to herself that she is a liker of women and our relationship needs to end. We have a couple of small children, six and three, and I'm beyond devastated. So again, the girl, she cares more about herself than her children's lives and the lives of her husband. She's like, whatever, dynamite this relationship. The last few months, I noticed she was doing more things on her own compared to previously always wanting us to go places and do things together and just seemed colder towards me. When I let her know I felt like she was pushing me away somewhat, she announced that she has been lying to herself forever and came to this realization. I love her very much and had planned everything in my life around us. It's so fresh for me. Uh, I've gathered this has been in her thoughts for a while, so just don't know what to do. I understand our marriage or relationship can never be what it was before. I think I'd be interested in seeing if we can have some new, different kind of marriage. But as I said, when this was dropped on me, is that we needed to end. Is it worth asking or pushing for couples counseling? Or am I just grasping at something that cannot happen? The thought of not seeing the kids every night and morning crushes me. And honestly, not having my best friend, wife, to talk to uh, or console is hard-hitting right now. I mean, she's the person I would lean on and, well, maybe some stranger on the internet has sage advice. I don't know. So again, lots of red flags here, right? He's leaning on his wife. You should never lean on your wife. You are the rock of the relationship. Best, he said the wife is his best friend. Yeah, that's wrong. Your best friend, like your girl is your girl. She's not your best friend. We're not out here having these long conversations with, with girls about nothing. Uh, you know, like, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter if she's your wife. She's your wife, not your friend. And also, um, he's talking about couples counseling. That doesn't work. All it will be is chore play. The guy will have to do more and the girl uh, gets more, basically. Um, and uh, And even more is the girl saying, like pushing for an end to the relationship probably implies that she has somebody she's seeing or talking to that she wants to break the relationship up over. All right, let's see the the posts here. Uh, 45 upvotes. This happened to a guy I used to work with. Same scenario. His wife divorced him and remarried with a, with a girl after they had three kids together. Turned out okay. He got along super well with his ex and her new partner and they made the parenting work very well. I'm hoping the same for you. Uh, 38 upvotes. If she states she wants to end the relationship, then there's not much she can do. Sorry, that sucks. It takes two and she doesn't want to be part of it anymore. Uh, next, um, talk to a divorce lawyer. It's over. Uh, okay. Let's see. 23 upvotes. I was your wife a year and a bit ago. Like your wife, I slowly pulled back from my ex-husband and he sensed it. I didn't have the courage to leave because I still loved him as my best friend and because I would be blowing up my kid's life. Eventually, though, I couldn't do it anymore. It wasn't fair to him or me. First, I wouldn't recommend couples counseling because you aren't going to be a couple. I know this is hard and my ex went through such a hard time with it at the beginning. I tried to be there for him as much as I could, but he resented me for a while. I recommend farming support from as many people as you can from people who are safe. The good news, we have a new relationship now. He's my best friend in the whole world. We still have each other's backs just like we did when we were married and have an uh, incredible, amicable co-parenting relationship. We've never seen a day in court. I'm sorry that your marriage is ending and for how much this will change your life. So basically, the girl now has a cake and is eating it too. Okay, we're going to end the video there again, guys. Uh, if you're new to the channel, liking the content, hit that sub, hit all for notifications. If you'd like to support me, uh, I do have a Patreon with exclusive content. It's patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Just go there and subscribe to the Nebula tier. Again, patreon.com slash the Helios blog. Or you could drop me a donation like Tom M here. Shout out to him. 
Again, thank you so much for taking your time out of your busy day to listen to my videos. I really do appreciate it, especially if you listen to the end. Thank you so much, guys. You're wonderful, and I will see you next time.